welcome to the JudoCast Deep Dive. Welcome to JudoCast Deep Dive. I'm your host as always, Jude D. Along with the most significant events in the 20th century, World War II can easily be seen as something that has changed the course of cinema forever. From the propaganda films the British created, to the lasting impact which faded into a revolutionary new genre of French New Wave, a genre which has been a huge influence on modern directors, from Quentin Tarantino to Wes Anderson. But what about the places that showed the evolution of these movies? Movie theaters. In today's episode of JudoCast, I want to take a deep dive into that, and more specifically, the Patricia, located in the small town of Powell River, BC. The theater started only a couple years after Powell River, the town opened up in 1908, as the workers who lived there, who worked at the paper mill, wanted entertainment after hours. So they started the theater with a gramophone, but when the town started to form in 1913, the theater was built and installed with projectors. I talked to the theater's owner, Ann Nelson, about how the theater was impacted in World War II. My name's Ann Nelson. I am the owner, operator, and steward of the historic Patricia Theater, and also, oh God, I don't know, a, a volunteer in everything from Townsite Heritage Society to Tourism, Powell River. Is How do you think World War II impacted how the theater was run, or impacted the theater in general? Well, this particular theater um, was impacted by audience as much as anything. Um, Powell River has a reputation for having the highest per capita enlistment in both World War I and World War II, uh, voluntary enlistment in the armed forces. And so the mill, uh, rather than downsizing because the, the production of newsprint was, uh, was considered an, uh, an essential product for the war effort and for just communications in general, that meant that women were going to work for the very, very first time at the, at the pulp and paper mill here. And they also had a facility for, for manufacturing uh, spare parts, replacement parts out of spruce for some of the Boeing airplanes, the fighters that had spruce framing. So we had a, a different workforce uh, and we had um, over a thousand guys gone, but we still had the families here, and they, the morale uh, was very important, of course, to the company, and it, it being a company town, and they did everything that they could to, to ensure that um, every, everything was still here, because it's still an isolated community. That's all there was to it. So the, the film still came up by steamship, and they still had the same shows, observing the blackout regulations for the facade and the marquee and all of that. And there were more elderly people that were actually employed here as projectionists or doing other duties. And uh, high school kids, as always, running the, um, the ticket booth and that. This theater wasn't designed to serve food, and it wasn't until 1955 that they installed their first popcorn machine. Another part of the building, um, a retail space as part of the building, was the sweet shop. People would go there to get candy or bottles of pop or, or that sort of thing. So there really wasn't a huge difference during the war, but the big 
big thing about the, the theater was that that the Powell River Company itself um, sponsored the filming of a documentary in London, England, in 1944, called Reunion in London, 1944, with the help of the Canadian government because the um, it was a morale thing, and it also it also demonstrated the significance of the Powell River Company's position in in industrial Canada at that time. The London Reunion was not the only documentary created about the soldiers in World War II. Similar to the Canadian documentary Anne mentioned, some of the biggest Hollywood filmmakers at the time were working on massive scale 16mm film World War II documentaries. John Ford was making a massive documentary about the Battle of Midway. George Stevens was making a movie about D-Day in Berlin, and William Wyler documented footage of B-17 bombers in aerial combat. And they, uh, the, the, first, the screenings were all here at the Patricia. I showed it over and over again until everyone in town had had a chance to see it, or multiple times, if it was there serving uh, child, husband, brother, sister, whatever, that was actually interviewed in the movie. And as I mentioned in an earlier response, if you go to our website and click on the link to uh, the documentary, A Theater Near You, you'll see more about that. And that was one of the most significant things in during World War II, is the, the Powell River Company's collaboration with the C Canadian government to produce this thing for this isolated community so that everyone could see uh, as many of the serving members of the community at, in European theater as possible. So that's, that's kind of a unique, uh, a unique relationship within the community. The, the theater was considered kind of like the, the beating heart of um, where you went to see the important things, all of the, the movie tone, the passing uh, newsreels and stuff, giving the news about the, uh, the war for the most part as it was going on. And that was my interview with Ann Nelson. Now I want to talk about the interview and the overall themes of the episode. And first off, I just want to thank Ann for allowing me to do the interview and be in this episode today. Uh, so first, I think that the story of the Patricia can really help us view the consequences of war by really humanizing the soldiers as we can see through the creation of Reunion in London and how it impacted small towns and communities, which we can really see through how uh, it was impacted with the workforce, workforce in Powell River. And I think that's all I want to say for now. And I think... Uh, I just want to end off the episode by saying remember to subscribe and thank you for listening to this episode of JudoCast Deep Dive.